Giant fans, welcome back to another podcast episode of the Big Blue and Bronx Podcast. If you haven't already, hit that like button, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Podbean, please follow the podcast. We are one subscriber away from 300. So itching to get to number 300, so please help us out. Today we're going to be talking about the Giants-Chiefs matchup that is happening on Monday, and uh, it's going to be... On prime time, so we could either get our ass kicked to be a close game, and you know, there's all sorts of scenarios like any other week, but instead, it's going to be nationally te- televised. I know that I'm probably going to be watching the Manning cast, I'm not going to be watching the uh, the regular Monday Night Football broadcast because you know, why do that when you have the Manning cast, right? So, just some thoughts coming into the week, um, you know. This is a tough team to face. They're three and four, but they could come out and surprise you whenever. And the Chiefs are down in the dumps right now. Socially, mentally maybe. And it's been a rough week for them. Not that it hasn't been for the Giants because they have tons and tons of injuries. But um, not saying that this will impact them or not. But Anthony Hitchens and Tyron Matthew were calling out the fan base on Twitter. Everybody knows the Jackson Holmes thing. You know, he keeps doing his TikToks and Patrick Mahomes looks totally mentally checked out with his brother, I guess. Um, So those are some things there. Obviously, they're coming off of a loss to the Tennessee Titans. And they got crushed 27-3. Pat Mahomes got hurt, but obviously he cleared concussion protocol. So he will be playing in Monday's matchup. As for the Giants, Darius Tony is expected to be back, so we get to see some flash on Monday Night Football, and it's got to come down to the offense playing like they did last week, but executing more in the red zone, no more penalties, you know, that's the, that's the problem with this offense. They have so much potential, even when... Um, you know, they don't have all the players, but what happens is, is holding offense number 76, holding offense number 74, the penalties, they rack up and that's what kills the Giants. That's what's been killing the Giants. You could say, oh, they only got eight penalties last game, six in the first half. I don't really think that's a good thing. Um, but, uh, let's move on and going back to the offensive standpoint, they need to wreck this defense because this defense is horrible. This defense is one of the worst in the league, and I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying that. So let's go to the injury report. Now, obviously, I'm basing this off of Friday, but I think I'm going to get some of my stuff correct here. Saquon Barkley, Lorenzo Carter, Nate Ebner, Kenny Galladay, and Carter Coughlin did not participate in practice. Carter Coughlin is now on IR, unfortunately, so they'll probably... Have Benardrick McKinney take his roster spot, or it may be Ellison Smith or Aaron Robinson. I don't think either of those guys will play this week. Joe Judge said there's a chance. You know, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, Kadarius Tony was limited in Friday's practice, as well as Danny Shelton, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and Caden Smith. So, all are expected to play, which is a good thing for the New York Giants, except for Danny Shelton. I mean. Yeah, he's somewhat getting healthier, but 
He is a 340-pound waste of football player in the middle of a defense that's average at best so far this season. Uh, you take a look at the Chiefs injury report. Some surprises, some not surprises. Anthony Hitchens uh, did not practice on Friday with a tricep injury. Chris Jones did not practice on Friday due to a personal issue, apparently, on Thursday, but also groin and wrist injury. So I guess he's not going to play. But one thing they did, and I was surprised when I heard this when I was researching, they moved him to, defen- they moved him to defensive end. It's a little weird, to be honest with you, because he was always a defensive tackle. Kalen Saunders also did not practice due to a knee injury, so he's probably not going to play. Tyron Matthew did not practice due to an illness, but I'm going to expect that he's going to play on Monday night. Now, we do have some practice squad protections for this week. For the Giants, Trent Harris, Bernardrick McKinney, David Moa, and Steven Parker. And then for the Chiefs, so, which we haven't had some practice squad protections in a while. For the opponent, Shane Buscelli, quarterback and linebacker Darius Harris. So, uh, in terms of Buscelli, he's probably going to be one of the backups this week. And uh, with that being said, he actually, I think, had a pretty good preseason. But that's just a note on him. I don't know much about Darius Harris, though. All right, now let's go to positional matchups. Obviously, the way I do it every week is on paper. Starting from about week one of the season, you know, what the expectations were, and then what's going on now. So, start with quarterback. It's obviously Pat Mahomes both ways. Patrick Mahomes is just a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, I think anyone would agree. Though his turnovers are up, he has more touchdowns than Daniel Jones. Take a look at the running back room. Obviously, coming into the year, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Booker was expected to be a solid backup. Um... But the Chiefs, I believe they're slightly doing it better. I mean, in the running game, Daniel Jones has been the leading rusher for the Giants. So uh, I'm going to slightly go with the Chiefs in the running back room. Though Clyde edwards Lair will not be playing. He's on IR for the next couple weeks. Rip my fantasy team. Take a look at the wide receiver group. Uh, though Tyreek Hill is pretty good wide receiver, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree with that. Uh, the Giants, you know, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, not all, not all have been healthy. So, um, on paper, the Giants win it, but in real time, on the field, Kansas City wins it. Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, uh, Demarcus Robinson, a couple other guys, right? So, take a look at the tight end room. It's going to be obviously going to the... Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey wins both arguments. In terms of the O-line, Kansas City wins both arguments as well. Uh, You know, they brought in Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney. They drafted Trey Smith in the sixth round. He's starting at right guard. He's been doing a pretty decent job. Lucas Nyang, I believe, is their starting right tackle. He opted out last year. I believe he's at a TCU. And then they also drafted Creed Humphrey. So, pretty damn... New offensive line. They've done decent. They've done decent. Uh, They're tied with the Giants in terms of sacks per game. They've given up 14 sacks through seven weeks. So you can do the math there. Two sacks per game. Uh, In terms of the defensive line. Now beside Chris Jones and Frank Clark. You really don't have a lot of players on that D-line. Which makes it hard to judge. Because on the other hand. 
You have Leonard Williams. You have Dexter Lawrence. I'm going to go with the New York Giants in terms of on the field. Um, in terms of talent-wise, I'm going to go with Kansas City by a small margin. Because Frank Clark was supposed to be, you know, a good pass rusher. Chris Jones was supposed to have another good year. And it's not that, you know, Chris Jones is not having, you know, a good year. But also, he's been really handicapped by moving to the outside as a defensive end. Which, once again, I really don't know why they did that. I'm questioning Spags. Um, but Frank Clark, he has one quarterback hit this year. And I believe three or four games played. So, the Giants win that one. Leonard Williams has been really underrated to start the year. I kind of hated on him, or as millennials would call, hate on him. Uh, more than he really, I would say, deserved it. Dexter Lawrence, he's been here and there, so I'm going to go with the Giants' defensive line. In terms of the linebacking core, they had a good week that last week. The New York Giants, uh, Tay Crowder and Ben Ardrick McKinney, showed some uh, nice talent. He made some nice plays. Uh, and, and, you know, they have Nick Bolton, who they drafted at Missouri. But other than that, they really don't have a ton of good linebackers. They have Ben Neiman, Willie Gay, Anthony Hitchens, who's been playing for a couple of years now, and Dorian O'Daniel. So I'm going to go with the Giants here slightly on the field. I know Nick Bolton really has been good for them. I believe in the run game, I believe he has uh, seven or nine tackles for a loss. But, um... No, Bernardrick McKinney is better, and Bolton has been beaten the passing game. And, you know, for some reason, I think it was last week, there was one play where he was actually on Julio Jones. So, I don't get the defensive schematic strategy there. Take a look at the cornerback room. I think the Giants win it. Talent on the field and production. Though, it's been inconsistent, and it's not really, oh, Pro Bowl corners to nothing corners. James Bradbury and Adoree Jackson have done better than the Chiefs' corners. The Chiefs' corners, I'm sorry, are terrible. Take a look at the safety room. I think the Giants are better in both aspects. You know, X-Man, as in Xavier McKinney, he's been slowly trying to come on. Peppers was good when he was used properly. Take a look at their safety room. Daniel Sorensen obviously is a standout. Tyron Matthew, Armani Watts, and uh, I feel like I forgot somebody. Oh, yeah, Juan Thornhill. So, um, I'm going to still take the New York Giants in terms of the safety room. Take a look at special teams. I think the Kansas City Chiefs rank in the top 10 or top 12 in special teams units. I'm going to start doing that by now. And the Giants were expected to be a better unit on special teams. They really haven't been. I would not say because of the kicking game. Obviously, Graham Gano's missed two kicks. But also, Riley Dixon's been another disappointment. So... We'll see. We'll see. All right, so now let's move into the rankings. I'm going to go with the Giants and the Chiefs. So the Giants, they are 19th in total yards per game on offense, 13th in passing offense, 26th in rushing offense, 25th in points per game. In terms of the defense, they rank 20th in total yards per game, 14th in passing defense, 24th in rushing defense, and 23rd in points per game. You look at the Chiefs' offense, which is... Good, great, really. Uh, they rank third in total yards per game, fourth in passing offense, 14th in rushing offense, and eighth in points per game. However, they rank worse than the Giants in almost every defensive category. 
They rank 28th in total yards per game, 26th in passing defense, 27th in rushing defense, and 27th in points per game. Now let's go to things to look for and players to watch. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to be number one. He's had some struggles this year. You know, he's one of the leaders, I believe, in interceptions. Not like Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. But start the year, nine interceptions through seven games is not really something you want to have. And he, I believe he's had three games so far this year where he's had two interceptions each. So he's had two interceptions each in three games this year. And he's had an interception in the last six games. So, you know, take that as you will. But uh, despite that, he's already thrown for over 2,000 yards, 2,093 yards. He's thrown 18 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He's been sacked 14 times, so that's not really bad. It's about average, if you will. Um, he's averaging 330 yards per game, which is good. And he has a completion percentage of 67.5. So those stats are good, at least. Uh, for the receiving room... Not just wide receivers, but tight ends. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill are the main key uh, players to watch. For Tyree Kill, 52 receptions, 641 yards, 5 touchdowns. You take a look at the tight end, Travis Kelsey. 45 receptions, 533 yards, 4 touchdowns. Hill is averaging 91.6 yards per game. Travis Kelsey is averaging 76.1 yards per game. So he obviously plays a big factor in there. Let's talk about the defense. Obviously, as I said, the offensive line has allowed 14 sacks through seven games, which isn't bad. So, you know, the Giants will have to get to the quarterback. I truly believe that. Now, Chris Jones, as I mentioned, you know, he's not really playing at his home position. He's played a total of six games this year. He only has nine pressures. But he also has two sacks, three tackles for a loss, and four quarterback hits. Uh, he's missed several games, as I mentioned. Frank Clark has missed several games. One tackle for a loss, three quarterback hits, and five pressures. So, not really much of anything up there for him. Also, no sacks. Seven tackles for him, and also eight tackles for Chris Jones. Take out the cornerback room. Charvarius Ward, who is their number one guy, missed several games. I believe he's supposed to be playing this week. Um, in the time that he was on the field, he allowed six receptions on 14 targets, 42.9 completion percentage, 121 yards. This one is big. This one plays into the uptick in passer rating just a tiny tad. But 20.2 yards allowed per completion and then yards per target, 8.6. So it's really uneven, that part. He's allowed one touchdown and a passer rating of 97.6, if I didn't already say that, which I probably did, but, you know, let's move on. In terms of Lejarius Sneed, the second-year man, he's not been good. He's allowed 20 completions on 28 targets, 71.4 completion percentage, 292 yards, 14.6 Yards allowed per reception, 10.4 yards allowed per target, three touchdowns, 140.8 passer rating. In terms of Mike Hughes, who they acquired from the Vikings in the offseason, 
He's allowed 19 completions on 32 targets, a 59.4 completion percentage, 252 yards allowed, four touchdowns, 110.9 passer rating, 13.3 yards per completion, and 7.9 yards per target. Um, so now we move into questions to answer. I feel like this podcast episode is going really quick. Maybe I'm just going through it quickly, and I don't know. I don't know, but let's keep moving along. Let's go to questions to answer, then we have keys to win, and then we have prediction time, which I didn't do last week. So, for questions to answer, will Kadarius Tony play? If he does play, will he get re-injured? See, that's the thing with him. Obviously, he had, I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he had a bit of a ankle issue in week number five, you know, really wasn't seen much in terms of you know oh my god he has an ankle issue this and the other thing because he racked up 189 yards against the Cowboys um whatever however in week six he got injured and you know he was playing with an ankle injury and you know we all know that story he got re-injured missed week seven but he's supposed to come back and play this week so I'm happy for that hopefully he doesn't get re-injured because I know We've seen in the past players that Joe Judge throws out in the field get re-injured. Andrew Thomas being one of them. Kadarius Toney. Uh, Daniel Jones last year against the Cardinals. So make your list how you want it. We'll see if he gets re-injured. Does Darius Slayton continue to be wide receiver one? I believe he will be just because Daniel Jones has more chemistry with him. I'm not going to sit here and say Kadarius Toney won't get any receptions. But I think he'll be the re- receiver two. I don't think he'll be the receiver three because I don't think the Giants would spread the ball that much, especially with the people they have on the roster, John Ross and Dante Pettis. You know, you really want to spread the ball to them when you have Darius Slayton and Kadarius Toney healthy? I wouldn't. Anyway, do the Giants stretch the field with Evan Ingram? He's been in trade talks. He's been in trade talks. But back to the relevant situation, they should. They should do some crossing routes and some other stuff rather than just the flats and the curls. Um, but him in a mismatch against these Chiefs linebackers, that would be a sight to see and a good sight to see for Giants fans, not necessarily for Chiefs fans. That's if Evan Ingram obviously catches the ball. Number four, how does O-line hold up against a weak Chiefs pass rush? I obviously mentioned uh, Frank Clark hasn't done much of anything in the games he's played. Of course, Jones Moved to defensive end. He has two sacks. They also have a sack leader. I forget his name. Uh, I apologize for not doing that research. But this Chiefs pass rush, from my understanding, has only eight sacks this season in seven games. That's not good. The Giants have more than that because Aziz Ojolari has five and a half. Leonard Williams has four and a half. So um, they have to they have to pass protect. They have to pass protect. They really didn't do that last week. Jason Garrett schemed around it, had Jones roll out a couple of times, which is something he's really, it's not his strength, but he did it well. He did it well to a game-managing standpoint, but they have to pass protect. Matt Parrott will probably face Clark, Chris Jones, and then Matt Skura. They have to play better as a unit. You know, obviously this is a unit where, you know, there's been injuries and there's been this, that, and the other thing. But they have to play. They have to play up to the competition in order to try to win this game. Now, number five, does DJ throw for over 250 yards? This is a defense where you have to throw for 
over 250 yards. And this is a game where you have to throw over 250 yards. Last week against the Panthers, kind of a game-managing standpoint, not great stats. I think he had 203 yards on 33 pass attempts. Uh, you know, and it's not like, oh, you had to make uh, 40 completions and throw for 300 yards. You really didn't have to do that because Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker were terrible. And the offense couldn't get going for the Panthers, so the defense held them down. The offense scored some points, whether it was on field goals or touchdowns. But this is a game where Daniel Jones has to go off or else, in my opinion... Giants really don't have a chance of winning. But that also comes down to the defense, which we'll go to next. Number one, the Chiefs O-line has allowed two sacks per game, and the Giants are coming off a six-sack week versus Carolina. While Patrick Mahomes got hit, or both quarterbacks actually got hit because Chad Henney played last week, both quarterbacks got hit ten times combined. How many times did the Giants get to Mahomes? It's going to be a tough task. They have to be athletic. This can't be week one again where they let Bridgewater out of the pocket and he just maneuvers. He has time. He throws it to players and they get away. That cannot happen this week if the Giants want to win. Now, early prediction, early foreshadowing, I'm going to say the Giants don't win this game. But let's go on the aspect as if they have a chance because, well, you have a chance to win every game. But with that being said... Um, they have to get to him at least twice, maybe three times, because them struggling against the Titans pass rush, and let's all remember that the Titans defense isn't that good. I mean, they're playing decent, but they were horrible last year. They're decent at best this year. So it's not like you're facing Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay has been on and off this year. It's not like you're facing the Cardinals defense or some of these other defenses across the league. So they have to get to they have to get to him. At least two to three times in my opinion. We'll see if they do that though. Because they really sometimes don't rise to the occasion. Number two. Do we see more zone looks and too high safety because of the Chiefs offense? I honestly see that as a potential outcome. Um, Zone because this is a very explosive offense. And I see Patrick Graham getting a little conservative. Wanting to not give up the big play. And not play aggressive. But also too high safety because the Chiefs really don't have a running game outside of Clyde Edwards-Elaire. And with that being said, you want to eliminate the big play as we just talked about. So we'll see. It's definitely possible. Number three, who covers Travis Kelsey? I think it's going to be one of the corners. I don't think Patrick Graham is stupid enough to put one of his linebackers on him. Maybe Bernard Drake McKinney is the one. But if you place a guy like Tay Crowder on him, he's going to get cooked. Xavier McKinney is probably going to get cooked, even though he's decent in coverage. Logan Ryan's going to get cooked. You know, Travis Kelsey's a big guy. He's a big guy. So you're probably looking at James Bradbury or Dory Jackson on him. Now, does Dory Jackson trail Tyreek Hill? Because it's been said in the past, going back to their last matchup, that Dory Jackson trailed Tyreek Hill, and he was pretty good in coverage against him. And he has a lot of speed compared to James Bradbury. So I think that's definitely a possibility, and if it's for the better, it's for the better. Number five, will this defense force a turnover for the 10th straight game? They have a streak going back to last year. 10 straight games. Actually, 10 straight games. It's like, you know, we're already Monday night. They have nine straight games with a turnover or more forced in a game. This Giants defense, however they've been good, bad, indifferent, whatever. uh, They still managed to force some turnovers. And the Chiefs really have struggled on offense in the aspect of turnovers. A couple of... 
fumbles in the receiving game and in the running game. Patrick Mahomes has thrown nine interceptions. So it's not necessarily the greatest thing in the world for them. They have the worst turnover differential in the league. And I'm not overreacting when I'm saying that. I'm not overreacting when I'm saying that. So um, I think it's minus 10. So let's get to that. Let's not help them out in terms of turnover differential. Let's add to it. Negative 11, negative 12, negative 13. If we go that far, I don't think the Giants are going to force three turnovers this game. I could be wrong, though. So... I believe it comes down to the defense and the offense in equal parts. But let's get to the keys to survival because this is a tough team. Though they have a 3-4 and four record, we have one win less than they do. They have a lot of talent, and I'm surprised they're 3-4, and four, frankly, at this point in the season. But they've played some good teams, and they've lost to some good teams. Uh, keys to survival, number one, you got to pressure Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, pressuring him is one thing, and then there's a couple other things that play into that, which will go into my number two. But pressuring Patrick Mahomes, if you give him time in the pocket, if you let him roll out and don't contain him, he's going to wreck your defense. And obviously, in big situations, big games this year, the Giants' defense has really not rise to the occasion. But with that being said, though, last game, the Chiefs, they let their quarterback get hit ten times. Against the Titans defense. Who really hasn't looked all that great this year. But the Titans are a good team. Because of their offense. And Derrick Henry. So number two. Cover on the back end. That's important. If you're going to pressure him. You have to cover on the back end. If you don't cover on the back end. It's not going to work. Dory Jackson against Tyree Kill. James Ryder against Travis Kelsey. Maybe Darnay Holmes against someone like Mecole Hardman. Or one of their other receivers. But they have to cover on the back end. If they don't cover on the back end stop the big play, then our defense is going to be exploited on national television. And do we want that as Giants fans? We do not. Number three, you got to score points. You have to score points and execute on offense. That is the most important part of the offensive game. It doesn't matter how you do it. If you have Daniel Jones roll out, if you have Daniel Jones throw deep, if you have Daniel Jones do read options, it has to work. Because Giants defense, even if they were good, they're not holding the Chiefs offense to 15 points. They're holding them to 20, 23, 27 points. Giants have to score points. And they've only scored, I believe, over 30 once in the Jason Garrett uh, time of him being an offensive coordinator for the Giants. I believe that's only happened once or similar to once. I don't know. Um... Maybe not even at all, but my point is here, you got to score points. You have to get into the end zone. you got to execute in the red zone. The fundamental things, not committing penalties once you're over the 50-yard line, those things play into it. Um, in terms of prediction and final thoughts, it's a good thing that Kadarius Tony's coming back. I don't think the Giants will win, though. I'm going to say that the Giants score 17 points and the Chiefs will score 27 I don't think they're going to wreak havoc too much on this Giants defense. And I don't think the Giants will be able to score 20 points. I think it's going to be 17. So 27-17 Chiefs. But if you guys haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications so you know when live stream pops for your drops. Very short preview episode. But obviously, uh, you know, these things go by quick. But uh, once again, guys, peace out. See you later. Stay cool.